Welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my right, we have Teresa. To my left, we have it's Sean. And we are here with a wrap up for season six, episode nine, The Greek Copus. First up, we have our Smiths, John Summerall. He's a part time Smith with one year experience. We had Daniel Ivano, part time Smith with seven years' experience, who got into it after going to a Ren Fair yeah. and seeing the blacksmith there. Then we had Mike Vinoy, who is part time with 25 years' experience, and he's a farrier full time. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot, a lot of, of smithing yeah. experience. And then we had Curtis Shaw, who is part time with nine years' experience, and he's a maintenance mechanic. So. This is all about spring. Spring. You must Springtime, folks. It's springtime. Hey, there's the connection. <laughs> we figured it out. Uh, That's why they did that. Yes, so. So they must combine three small springs with a section of a large spring and make a blade between 11 and 14 inches with the overall length no more than 22 inches. And they must also acid etch before the end of round one. Right. So for Dan, he decided to do a camp knife sax design, and he at first thought about doing a Sanmai, but then changed it up and went for the canister. It was his first time doing a canister, and when he was at the press, the can just peels apart. It was, <laughs> it was nasty. It came right apart. It was nasty. Um, we're not sure what the hell went back into the forge. <laughs> According to Sean, it looked a little like a fruit roll up, yeah. which I see that. I do it looked see like that. he unrolled it and then rolled it back and it was all shot and then he threw it in the forge. And I was like, what, what is that thing? Like, what, what is it? Because like, it's a canister and then like the shit opened up. So what did he do with that billet, that billet, <laughs> quote-unquote billet, to make it all flat and then, f- like, folded and... I don't know. They didn't show it. No, okay. and it was weird because for his attempt at San Mai, he, you know, he, like, flattened out the small springs. It was, mm. He had layers going on with, like, some, like, angle iron. And so I don't know if he threw some of that in there, too. I don't know what was happening. But yeah. it looked like a fruit roll-up. It did. It definitely did. It makes me want a fruit roll up. But any, anyway, he quenched with one minute left in the round. Yeah. For Mike, he was making a camp knife slash chopper design. Yep. And he was grinding on his blade and put a big old big hole old. right in the shirt. <laughs> but he's got more. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. He's got a backup. And then when he was using the canister, he decided he wasn't going to use any of the liquid paper. Right. Which the judges commended him for. David Baker's like, that's a good idea because then you don't have to even worry about taking the canister right. off. You just grind through it to get to the hard steel. That's right. He quenched, but he was not satisfied with the hardness of his blade. I believe Ben Abbott was like, let it cool down. Don't put it back in the forge. Meanwhile, he's putting it back in the forge. As he puts it back mm-hmm. in the forge. But he did a second quench, and then he was much happier with the hardness right. of his blade. And then he cleaned his blade up and dipped it in the acid. Not a lot of air time for him during that first round, which no. is good. Yeah, he, you don't you don't want a lot in the first no, round. No, Usually that's a bad thing. So for John, he comes in, he's got a kilt on, yeah. which, good on him. Celebrating his heritage. Sure. Well, 
some people were talking about that on the a Facebook comment that came up after well, that yeah. episode. Like, what's the point of wearing a kilt? And uh, basically, a, a bunch of the comments were, it keeps you cool because it's a you get a good airflow mm. in there, especially working in a hot forge. It helps maintain your body temperature a little nicer. So, interesting. Hey, man. I mean, if you want to do that, go I'm for it. Start wearing it I'm not going to start wearing it anytime soon. I'm just saying. I, that's, yeah. that's what I heard as an explanation. So, he goes for the large camp knife design. He sets his weld, and he peels the can away after about an hour. And then while he was drawing out his billet, you could see that there was a couple cracks. Right. Uh, basically, you know, may, that might have filled itself in if he let it sit a little longer, I think, mm -hmm. in the forge. Uh, but he decided to take his uh, billet and weld it together and keep going. And he was able to try to fill in. Like, he was just going in to fill yeah. in those cracks with some material. And he was still forging on it and stuff at that point. So it was hopefully holding up. Yeah. And then he did his quench and file checked it a little too soon. You know, I could tell it was just digging in. Was this the one where Ben at? Ben like, was like, hey, it, you yeah. got to let it cool. Yeah, let like, it cool. It hasn't hardened yet. Like you, you're checking it too soon. Yeah. And then he's, you know, does a second quench and, and that's it. Cool. Yeah, then he properly. let it cool. Like, so I don't know if like he remembered all of a sudden that that's what you're supposed to do yeah. or. Who knows? And then for Curtis, he was going for a full tang buoy, and it was also his wife's birthday that day. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Here Curtis comes 10 grand. Wife. Did he Maybe. win? I don't know. And so for Curtis, he didn't have a can fully welded, so his powder spilled out. Yeah. During while he was at the welding table, like oh, he, before he even got it out, it just it tipped over and just fell out everywhere. Yeah. Like, well, I got to start over. <laughs> so then. He goes to the press with the second one, and he's trying to peel off the can, and the billet didn't set He properly. only went to the press once. So right after he went to the press to set it, he's like, okay, time to peel off the can. And it's like, no, you got to do this for some cycles. Yeah, you got to put it back in the forge, heat it back up, yeah. get it back in the press. Right. And it just did not set at all. No. So for can number three, he decided rather than using the canoe style, he'll grab the upright canister. Record number can number three. Yep. Can number three with very little time left in the round. And unfortunately, the billet just did not set again. And he was left so with what he was, was there. trying to get something Attempt going. number four, he started working on the big spring. He just started yeah. to heat up the spring and nothing made it into a can. No. <laughs> so for the judging, John had a nice shape, lots of mass. The handle still needed uh, some shaping because it was a little large. For Dan, it was going to be interesting to see what steel is what during the grinding. Because, yeah. you know, you have to see if he got past the mild steel and into the hard steel for his edge. And then for Mike, his handle was a little narrow at the front and there was a little bit of a warp. But overall, well done. And Curtis was the first time for someone having someone try to make three cans on the show. Yeah. And Curtis got the boot. Yeah. His was just not well it, it was just a piece of metal. He's holding a yeah. big spring. Yeah, it was a spring. So sorry Curtis, but yeah. we move on to round two. So round two, attach the handle, but must also include mosaic pins in the handle. 
So for Dan, um, there's mild steel all over the billet and needed to find where the hardened steel was. So he works on grinding out the delaminations. Um, decides to go with a burn-through handle, but has to create scales because it didn't work. He did it really well, though, or at least he was doing it properly where he got the tank really, really hot and it was, it was working, but it was just taking too long. Right. Um, he, he doesn't end up finishing the grinding the handle or shaping the blade before time ran out. He spent a lot of time on that burn through that didn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike adds some weld to the part of the handle that was too small. Um, he has trouble drilling holes in the tang, but no big deal after all. And then there was a small gap between the handle scales, and he fills it with epoxy. And then for John, his handle um, was too long, so he cut an inch out of the tang and welds the back piece back on to make it shorter. Makes Will cry out, oh, my God, when he breaks a drill bit. What kind of There were tungsten... <laughs> Carbide? Carbide, yeah. Yeah, and he was just putting all his weight into he that was, thing. And yeah. just, and then, so was it, I think it was Ben was explaining how these drill bits, you're meant to let them rotate slowly, pressure. No, I, no faster. Faster. Those are right, faster, so they go They go pressure. fast, right, but like you, do, you apply the pressure slowly. Right. Yes. Yeah. And John was doing the exact opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he decides to not make a pretty mosaic pin. His pin was a little. Was, they needed he just mosaic. Threw shit in there. <laughs> hey, it's mosaic pin. Hey, it still counts. Hey, I was alright. I was like, hey, it's mosaic. Like, I've never know. done it. I don't know how to do that. So he got it done. Yeah. So the test was six strikes on copper pipes. Mike, there were no major issues except that the handle's a little round. Was that the one that had the? With a copper pipe broke and it was flying yes. through the oh, air. Yeah, really slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, then John, the edge held up. It was light, fast, and fun to swing. Mm -hmm. And then Dan, the handle isn't fully glued on, and it was unsafe to test. So he got the boot. It was a shame. Yeah. It wasn't even all the way up to... It just wasn't even on uh, all fully. It wasn't all the way on. In on any tank. regard, it yeah. Like a, it just wiggled. Half inch was... gap. And, yeah, was... and Ben's like, it's too bad. You got a problem. I wanted to see that thing at least get tested. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, you, know. you can see that it wasn't safe. No, not no. at all. All right, so we don't that's have round anything two. else, right? We all right, that's the end of the show, guys. <laughs> hey, see you later. So we are... Special we just... treat, round three. We're doing this kind of live. Live. We watching. are watching the show. And commenting. So they are being asked to re recreate the Oops. Greek copus. While we see an ad for the Forge and Fire stainless steel chef's knife and skillet oh, available now at walmart.com, nice. Kroger, Fred Meyer. All right. So this is from the Curve Sword of the Greek Cavalry. Uh, Very similar kukri. to Kukri. Yep. Most of it's weight near the tip. Uh, powerful downward cuts. Blade swishing. So ferocious it was capable of Hacking off enemies have a single swing. He's a bit of cavalry. Yep. <laughs> Military legend Alexander the Great wielded one. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's pretty mm -hmm. cool. All right. They must follow within the parameters of overall length 17 and 20 inches. Must include a fuller on both sides of the blade. Needs a guard. Animal head pommel and a connection between a pommel and guard. Pretty badass looking weapon. Yeah, it too. looks did, pretty cool. Did they have to forge the connector also, like make the chain? Um, 
It didn't show that. I don't. Know I mean, I don't know they if they had, had to make, make it team. or you know, just have put something in between. Yeah. You get five days. So back to the five day. All right, we'll start talking. Then, well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna. Oh, this is not attached to my computer. All right. So, Mike, <laughs> we don't. There was, we already knew there wasn't. The only comment we had for Mike was that he was in his basement. <laughs> and we're like, you, uh, Teresa's like, I would I don't, never uh, let yeah. you forge in our basement. <laughs> so uh, I, that's something we could say, but I think we say, listen, there was no major issues. Well, no major issues, but I'd say maybe at least his um, bill of construction because he was doing some Damascus and then he did a 5160 core with like Damascus on either side. All right. I think that's easy between day one and day two. What's this guy's name? Who? Uh, <laughs> oh. Which one was this? I don't know. It's not John. Mike? I think so. Yeah, okay. All right, so he's making a Damascus billet. And he's going to do a wrap, like a San Mai, um, with his Damascus on the outside and a solid layer. He's got 15 and 20, and then down in the center is a solid piece of 5160. That's a heck of a mix. It's a lot there. of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. That's cool though. It's not yeah. something you see a lot. That's a big chunk of beef right there. My yeah. Goodness. Oh yeah. And then uh, for John's in his little warehouse in Detroit. Blah blah blah. And Uncle Pommel. Yeah yeah yeah. He's grinding. Oh, he's cutting. Oh, look, pieces. Damascus. Okay, yeah. He's making a Damascus too, and uh, that's that. All right. No major issues with no. the build, so we'll get to the mm, testing. Yeah. All right, so we got Mike's Copus. Look at that freaking thing. So that his so bad yeah, he's, he had his animal head, and then what he did for the joining piece between the head and the pommel is he had a, a ring that went through the horse's mouth as if it was reins, yeah. which is pretty cool. I think they both made horses, didn't they? They did. They were yeah. trying to both keep it like the original one but man that freaking damascus on his was so cool looking yeah and uh I, I, so john's up first for this keel test into the ballistics dummy and here goes doug he's gonna rip into it oh yeah little Good. blood splatter Just there shooting out yeah So much goo. Chunks flying yeah. off. And then the oh, stab and the rib stab. break. Oh, yeah. It's grunting. Yep, there's grunting happening. <laughs> that last one, too. Echoed shouting. Did oh, you see that? Yeah. There's some echoed shouting in there. We're watching on closed caption. All right. <laughs> so, oh, there's yeah, a little crack in John's blade um, towards the handle. And Doug's just covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. <laughs> It will keel, and caption says keel too. Yep. Oh yeah, they went out of their way yeah. to really do those captions hey, up right. You better spell it right. All right. So Mike's turn. Oh yeah, that blood shooting everywhere. Yep, that dummy's dead. <laughs> More grunting. Oh yeah, look at that big old stab. Right out the side there. And that liver is done. Oh, yeah. Echoed shouting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good job. Thanks. 
It's heavier, but every shot that you go in there cuts. Very sharp edge. It will kill. Nice. Good test. It's always yeah. good to watch Doug tear into those ballistics dummies. All right, Baker's turn. What's he got? Mm, ah. Shield. And He's helmet. two soldiers. You got the, the shield, the helmet. Let's see if that crack opens up for this guy here. This guy, John. This guy, John. Couple shots in the shield. Wax the head. So when we were watching this last night, and he hit the, the dummy in the head. I just, I don't know what. Quick glance, it looked like a person in there. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on? Took a bit of a roll. The crack did not open up, so it did well. Yep. Mike's turn. Second shot on the helmet. Didn't really do a whole lot, it seemed. It just kind of a little teeny dent. Edge took a little bit of damage. Peeled up a little sliver. Still a sharp blade all the way down. Got some heft to it. The handle construction makes up for it. Strong blade. So now it's back to Doug to test the edge. He's going to slice up some rugs. Are his hands still red from... No, he's washed the, his hands. He's washed his hands completely off. I wouldn't want to stand there with the, all that fake blood. Mm. And we hit the commercial. Oh, and okay. it's the butcher oh. commercial and that we talked about. Yeah. Three rounds, chopping some meat, one, one mystery, mystery meat. meat. Oh, there was a snake. Time to raise the stakes. Get oh, it? Oh, my. The puns are heavy. Mm. Cut through some rugs. Oh, yeah. Choppy, choppy. Slashy, slashy. Slashy. Oh, Ooh, look at those special effects. Ah, yeah. Mike. Well, this, mm. this is not cutting as well as John's to the rugs. And that last one went pretty well. Yeah, right, but it seemed a little out of control. Yeah, it wasn't. They caught it close to the handle. That's where it was sharp. So Doug Diagonal liked cut. the forward cut. Forward weight. More of a chopper than a slasher. So cut him. It didn't slice into control. It will cut, though. Mm. So oh, it's pretty close. It is pretty close. It's tough because John has a little crack, and Mike's pretty badass looking too. Like if that gives him an edge, I don't yeah. know. It's still all a lot about performance. And the champion is John. John, congratulations! And John had how many years? He came in having made 15 blades. That's right. Period. He had made 15 <laughs> blades up until that point. That's crazy. So he so. made his 16th in rounds one and two, mm. and then this was his 17th blade. Wow. That is That's incredible. Wild. Congrats, John. Congrats, John. And, you know, Mike definitely deserved the recognition from the judges yeah. there at the end, which Will gave him because that was a really badass copus yeah. too. Everything about it was cool. The hand, they barely even show you much of the handles, right? You have to have this intense handle construction, but, you know, nothing really went wrong with them, so they don't talk about it. Yeah. They only mm -hmm. show the stuff that happened with the blade Dramatic, edge. Yeah. So anyway, that was the episode. I'd like to see that guy on it. I'd like to see uh, Mike on there. Again. Yeah, I'd like to see Mike come back on at some point. That'd be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. But thanks everybody for watching that was season six episode nine nine, nine the greek, greek copus. copus 
thanks everybody for following us on Facebook and Instagram and hey, YouTube. By the way, we have we have a, a giveaway, giveaway going There's on. A giveaway right that's been extended for the month of May thirty first. Get those entries in. You could win an ostrich egg. You could win some little mini crossbow bolts that are decoratively mounted in a box from the show. From yep. the show, from J.D. Hungerford providing the crossbow bolt tips for the episode that he won. Yep. And then the ostrich eggs coming from Zach from Forge and Feathers, who was on Forge and Fire two times. Hello. We have Teresa. Do you want to show your knife sure. banner? The, the only knife I'm probably ever going to make. There you go. Check that out. And then I have pineapple hot sauce and mixed berry hot sauce available one of those will get sent to the winner. Their choice, some good hot sauce, fruity hot sauce that I've made in the kitchen here. So, right. <laughs> Come home from running errands. I'm like, you're making hot sauce again. Oh, you can smell it in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's napalm it. in the mm. whole kitchen. It's delicious. Anyway, remember to enter that giveaway. And check us out. Thanks again for following, subscribing, and all that good stuff. See you next time. Okay. Bye-bye.